what's going on guys nothing much how about you oh not a ton man uh trying a new streaming platform here everybody so whoever's into the lounge this morning it's uh it's one of those it's one of those things that you know it's we got to get used to it so bear with us as we get through this thing um but i i thank you for jumping into the lounge with us again um if you're new to the lounge my name is tyler um so welcome in and i'm joined by sam and jack jordan again so we are Glad to be back. It's been a while since we've actually sat down and talked some lions. So, guys, I'm glad you could join us today. So, what hey. what I want to do is be able to um, come up with a different way to kind of uh, reach out with the the Twitter fans out there for the lions. And uh, Sam, I, I created this what I'm going to call a f a Friday frenzy. So, and you guys can jump on this every Friday and throw some questions out there too if you want specific questions, but. We want to reach out to our followers and just, you know, the one pride family as it is. And um, I figured I'd call it a, a Friday frenzy, you know, or a Friday feast, whatever we want to call it um, as far as an analogy going with the Lions. But um, so I just kind of wanted a free for all, you know, throw us some questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, all that stuff. Um, if we have anything in particular that we want to get out of these guys, too, we can we can throw it out there. So I just kind of wanted to introduce that plug. Um, so every Friday, everybody who's following or watching, please uh, uh, participate in that. So um, but yeah. And then I figured after Friday's done, we can sit down on a Saturday and discuss everything. So hope that sounds good. I mean, we can change it up as we go, but thought we would uh, start there and uh, have some fun with it. Sounds like playing. So what have you guys been up to? It's been what two weeks since we've streamed live here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. Well, for Jack, it's been longer than that. It's been like two months. Yes, sir. Yeah, I know. Way to be, Jack. I know. Busy <laughs> schedule and coaching softball, so it's it's uh, good to be back. Hey, that's awesome. You know, I mean, that's the fun stuff about it. I mean, life gets in the way, and that's not a problem at all. You know, I yeah. mean, we. I just got done coaching my son's t-ball team too. So I, I get oh, it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, we can be somewhat of an influence on these kids lives. And, you know, I was discussing with some, some guys on Twitter as well about this and it's just fun to be a kid again. You know, it's, yeah. it's just one of those things you can goof around with, with the kids and, and become something in their lives, you know? So that's yeah. awesome. So, well, let's get into this real quick. So I, I asked a, uh, just a, just a vague question uh, yesterday on the Friday frenzy and basically just said, shoot me your questions, comments, thoughts, concerns. Um, so nothing, it's just all generic. It's just, you know, surefire. And I think because this session is just so new um, trying to get the uh, participation, it, you know, it's going to take some time. So guys, I, I do highly recommend jumping on this and giving us some stuff to fire at, but we did get a good, um, I'm going to get a plug here. Let me get his Twitter handle, but we did get a, a, a good round of questions. I think that, you know, we can fill this episode with for sure, because I have my thoughts and I'm sure you guys will have yours for sure. Um, let me get his Twitter handle on here, but I'm going to go ahead and ask the first question that he threw out to us and it'll be up on the screen here. Will we have a winning record this season? So as I get his name in here, guys, cause I want people to be able to follow him and, and interact with him, but, Go ahead and give me your take on that question, and I'll expand on it. Well, I think we all, as Lions fans, would love a winning record, especially because of the fact that during the Patricia era, um, we, we didn't have the outcomes that we had wanted. So, yes, are we hungry for a winning season? No doubt. But is it going to happen this year? Probably not. I think we're anywhere between the four and seven win range. Um, which I think is a good start. And as long as they show progress and actually compete, I I'm going to be okay with that. Um, but I think we have so many still holes in the lineup, um, unless unless uh, the coaches are able to really bring out the best in the players and they're able to mesh quicker than what we had hoped. Um, I think we have a lot of role players on the team and on the roster, even in the depth chart. But I think we still have a lot of holes that we need to go and fill uh, through next year's draft and free agency. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 hundred percent agree. It's one of those where being a homer, you want to say, "Oh yeah, we're gonna win. We're gonna run, run all the way to the Super Bowl." No, it's reality set in, and <laughs> correct. 
you know, Sam, you and I talk about this all the time is, you know, we got to, we got to plead patience with this coaching staff, but I think there's just that new breed, new element, new excitement around Detroit. Sam, what's your take on this one? What do you think about the winning record question? Basically piggybacking off of what Jack said, all of us Lions fan was love to have that, whether or not it's going to be happening this year, who knows? And like Jack said, We'll just be happy with improvement from upon last year, gelling with the new coaching staff, the chemistry between the players. As long as we see an improvement across the entire team, I'll be happy. I don't care. As long as we get more wins than we did last year, which should should not be hard in my opinion, but it will be a good season, may not be a winning season. So... Well, I'm going to go ahead and twist this question. You know, I mean, he and I'm good for that. You know, he posted winning record. I think it's a little difficult at this point just because, you know, this early on in the season, give me two, three games. I think we we had talked about that, Sam, before. Give me two, three games, and then I'll be able to tell you what I think is going to happen throughout the rest of the season. There's so many changes that against the teams that we're playing against this season, it's hard to determine, okay, are they truly better than us at that point and and what are we going to get out of the lions this season because we don't we just don't know so i I think that you guys both said it that i think in terms of winning this season i think you're going to win with the growth on the coaching staff and the team together and even the front office so i think that's where we're going to see this kind of win-loss thing not necessarily as far as you know numbers on the stat sheet but just you're going to see how this thing grows and i think that I feel like it's a winning culture just by, you know, their sheer attitude and everything that you're seeing so far that's going on in Allen Park. So um, win-loss record, give me a few games and I'll be able to tell you, you know, I mean, you can't even really go off this thing in the preseason. Maybe. I mean, I don't know how those are going to be structured this year. It's a little weird, um, you know, with the three-game preseason plus 17 regular. Um, let's just see how it starts. And then, you know, I mean, I hate to cheat on that answer, but let's just wait to see how this thing starts. Your bar is five wins. Yeah, you always want to be better than the last year. But with the amount of changes that were done in Detroit, I can't even say we may even get to that. I don't know. Strength of schedule based on last year looks tough. It really does. So I just think that it's one of those we're going to have to wait and see type things. So I'm hoping a 500 or slightly above 500 because you really can't do that with an odd season. Um of games and you know, 17 games, but I would hope that you're in that, you know, seven to nine win season. I would hope, but we just don't know. You know, I just want to interject real quick. I think the coaches are going to have a positive influence on the team because they are former athletes, whether it's coach Lynn, whether it's the coaches that we have now on the defense, whether it's coach Campbell and knowing how to motivate those players get, bring out the best in them. And we've seen clips of that when he's trying to coach his tight ends on how to block. I think our yeah. strongest suit is going to be the offensive line. But can we motivate the players enough um, to be able to bring out the defensive side of the ball as well? And I think Romeo Aquara has already commented uh, on the coaching. Um, Jared Goff as well. Just being able to say, hey, you will start off with a clean slate. You have a new coach. We're going to run the ball better. We're going to protect you more. Like, let's just start over and be able to go and say, hey, you know what? I am a good quarterback. Let's see what we can do. Well, yeah, and I mean, go back to you coaching kids. I mean, just getting that sort of, uh, you know, that positive vibe, things like that, you know, that's that's going to go a long way. For sure. And I think that, uh, you know, those could translate into wins. You know, I'm not not saying they will, but they could. You know, you could go on a hot streak. I mean, I've been a part of teams just in other sports, too, but just been a part of teams where it's like, man, we're not very good, but we've won three in a row. You know what I mean? It just so happened. Luck of the draw. You won it. You know, whether or not you are good, it doesn't matter. The end of the day, you got those wins. So, um, yeah, it's not all about skill. It's about, you know personality and i think that this is a completely different personality in detroit right now and i think that could translate into one or two let's go ahead and steal those i'll take that mm-hmm. so no doubt. um 
So that was a good question. It's a tough question to answer. It really is just because of, you know, the amount of changes, you know, if you had asked me that one um, and again, his, his Twitter handle is uh, let me pull this down real quick. It's uh, lion's bad boy. So John, thank you for the, uh, the, the Twitter questions here for us to fire out on. But, you know, if you would have asked me this, you know, three or four years ago, then I probably would have said, okay, here's what I think win loss because we're into that regime. This is too new. I can't, it's, it's difficult to say. So more than five, I'm going with Sam more than five. All right. So John asked another question too. Um, right here. He says, how good can our offensive line be? That's a, to me, that's a pretty easy question to answer. It's going to be one of the top five offensive line in this in the season this year, the amount of that we just brought um, Ragnall back for another, isn't it combined six years with that four year? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yep, six years. So. You have, you have him down for six years. You still have Decker down for, I want to say four Jackson is still on his rookie contract. Now Sewell, this, this is just setting up our offensive line for the future. So as long as, our offensive line coach and everybody else can gel together really well. We will have a top five offensive line this season. Can't argue with that one. What do you think, Jack? I I agree that I think we'll have a top five uh, O-line as well. I think it's going to be really intriguing to go and see how Vitae is at guard. I think it he is better at guard because he doesn't have to get out as wide doesn't have to block uh, the edge rushers as much. But I also hope that he can stay healthy. And I think that's where, you know, some of these undrafted free agents, um, even the guy from Kentucky, Sternberg, these guys need to step up because they are the next line of defense uh, to go and protect Goff. And I think because of that, um, there could be some sneaky undrafted free agents that go and get in whether it's Kramer from Notre Dame, whether it's Jackson from Kentucky, Sternberg makes the roster again. Um, I think it's going to be really enticing. But to have such a young core at the O-line, and Decker had a top 10 uh, season last year, phenomenal. He actually was able to go and play so well last year. Um, Jackson from Ohio State, John Jackson, I thought he did – a uh, great job stepping in as a rookie. And even that whole weird rotation thing at guard, you yeah. know what? It panned out. He was able to get those snaps in. Ragnall is a freaking nature. Uh, NFL just went and said that um, if they did an all-star team, Ragnall would be the center. And I was like, that's cool. That's, I think, a real big shout-out to him for that. And I'm just so excited to go and see Sewell block. I know it's a whole thing moving from left to right, but – He's so smart and so intelligent, so even raw as well. I think that he'll do just fine. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you both on this one. I think, um, you know, we're going to have some some bumps in the road. I mean, I think all offensive linemen do. Uh, but uh, And you just said it. You know, you're going to have um, Sewell's going to go from left to right. It's like trying to figure out how to swing from both sides of the plate. Um, you know, it's going to take a little bit, but I think people can do it, you know. Um and then you got to figure out what you're doing at the guard situation. But the, here's the thing is even though we had a crappy year last year, um, you're, you're right. The, the, the players that had to step in and step up and they did, and they learned, they learned on the fly. And I really truly believe that's one of the best ways that you're going to get better one at, for yourself, but two as a unit and a couple, couple guys that you didn't mention, but you have uh, you know, you have Nelson in there as well. And you have Skipper, you know, and those guys aren't, you know, household names but they got some valuable playing time and they did fairly well when they were thrown into the fire. And that is, and that's huge. That's huge for a player. And that's awesome for an align because if you've got a guy that goes down for a few plays, you don't feel bad throwing these guys in. Um, you know, I think as a coaching staff, you can't ever feel bad throwing somebody in, but you know, there are lesser talented players, you know, that's why they're not starters, but um, but at the same time, when you can trust those guys to go in and do your job and then Jared Goff can take that ball and trust that he's going to be blocked, that's that goes a long way. And I think a wild card is um, Tyrell Crosby. You know, I think he is such a an awesome sixth man off the bench type guy that, you know, can go in there and actually do some things. So I really do hope that there's a way that we can get that guy on the field as well. 
because he did very, very well filling in on that right side. So, again, it's going to take a few games. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, by midseason, this is a top five unit. And Goff is going to thrive because of it. And I think that, um, you know, the running game is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Crosby because I, when you were talking, I'm thinking he's the only one that we haven't mentioned yet is Crosby. <laughs> um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Crosby, you know. Oh, for sure. I, I've liked him ever since he uh, came to the Lions. The biggest thing is, you know, he's on the last year, I believe, of his rookie contract. So with that being said, are they going to re-sign him? Do they see him for the future? Or do they think, hey, we could get another draft pick that could be another role player? I, I mean – I like what he's doing, but you just said it. You got Nelson and Skipper that are still there. I think Nelson is the better athlete. Uh, mm-hmm. He was able to step in multiple times last year, and he used to play defense for Iowa. I was going to so say they threw, they threw them out in goal line situations a few times last year. Yes, too. yes. So. so the fact that he knows the defensive side of the ball then became uh, um, an offensive tackle uh for the Lions and for in the NFL I think there's definitely a, a good opportunity for him especially if they uh trade out Crosby yeah and that's one of those things where if you're gonna get the true Vitae you're paying for you know then you can look at it in my opinion but I just with with not knowing what you have at guard and really not knowing what you have with Sewell yet it's valuable to keep that on there. But if you can get something more than the fifth round pick that you just got from Crosby and he gets to go play, which is fair um, to him because he's a good talent. He's a starter on other lines, in my opinion. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do as a business at that point. Well, and I think one of the teams that was mentioned that could be interested in Crosby was the Steelers because they have a hole after they let uh, uh, Villanova or Villaweva, whatever his name is, uh, go. Yep. Um, and then they traded out their guards. I forget his name, but they got trade Turner in there. So um, if it's a possibility to go and put someone in where they could go and start, and it's even an added benefit that the Lions don't play him next year, right. like I, I think you got to give that guy an opportunity because you have so much faith in the guys you have currently on the roster. Well, I guess, too, you know, I always think because you mentioned the Steelers and we play the Steelers this year. So it's like, well, dang, <laughs> you know, but yeah. um, but, you know, Aquara knows him, you know, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is it's like, you know, I don't mind going up against our former linemen because it's kind of cool to see those battles in the trenches. You know, I'm sure both are going to win some and lose some, but um, it's just kind of fun because those guys do know each other. So it's it's one Correct. of those. What, where's his tendency? And it might be to your advantage, but it could be to his advantage, too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think this is an uh, an awesome, awesome offensive line setup for the years to come for sure. I agree. Um, here's the big one: Can Jared Goff win MVP? Now this one again, um, John. I, I I'm I'm taking it. You're saying I I don't know when you're talking about MVP here or if. Um, but. Can Jared Goff win MVP? I guess let's just leave it at that and let's see where you guys take it. So I kind of laughed when you uh, brought this one up because could he be the MVP of the Lions? There's potential. Of the NFL, no way. Unless they ta- he takes them from worst to first. I think that's the only way that he is the true MVP for the Lions uh, and even for the NFL. If it's for the Lions, I think that that means that Hawkinson had a great year and who was throwing to him, Goff. Um, if he's able to land those passes to Perryman and to uh, Williams and um, St. Brown, then yes, I think there's that possibility. But I think Hawkinson is probably going to be first in line for a Lions MVP and then closely uh, behind is Swift. Um, and that's just the offensive side of the ball. Um, now, if Swift is able to go and take some pressure off Goff and Goff can actually realize, hey, it's a fresh start. I'm not learning or I'm not being coached by McVay. Uh, Mark Brunel is able to turn his career around. Then, hey, I think there is a lot of possibility to that. But he's going to have to have a great year and uh, quit the turnover bug if he truly wants to be at least the offensive MVP for the Lions. Sam, what do you think? 
Honestly, the same. Uh, there, I don't see him winning the MVP and uh, for the entire NFL. Um, he is. I, I like him as a quarterback. He's a great quarterback, and he's now our quarterback, and he's going to stay. Um, and like Jack said, he could be the MVP of the Lions, which that's cool, whatever. But it, at the end of the day, I just want to see him improve his game, especially with now having Mark Brunel as his quarterback coach. You could not have a more – or you could not have a better quarterback coach to learn from than a guy who played almost 20 seasons in the NFL. So, I'm like Jack said, turnover bug. I really hope he works on his turnovers, maybe get it under 10 interceptions in the season. Um, but I don't care if he gets an award, whatever, that's fine. But just to see improvement in his game, I'll be happy with. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think um, there's a chance he could be MVP of the Lions. Um, I, I I fully believe it's going to be somebody else. You know, my mind is saying Hawkinson and Swift. Those are the two that come to mind. Um, but also, if the line is truly as good as it is, you could probably throw Ragnow or Decker or whoever may be your stout there. Um, and then it all depends on what the heck you have with your defense because your quarterback's only – we've seen it. Your quarterback's only going to take you so far. Um, so if the defense does turn around and get up in that upper half of the league in, in any of the rankings they need to be in, we got a good shot. But I, I don't see MVP of the league. There's too many better players athletic-wise in this league. There's other more, there's more other deserving players, I guess, um, in this league. And there's some that have been scoffed in the past. So, you know, you, you hope that those guys can find their way that way. Um, you're right. If he is MVP of the league, then we better be playing in that Super Bowl Sunday come February. So um, that's really the only way that I can see that ever happening, especially this year. You know, I mean, maybe in a couple of years and he starts, you know, developing different parts of his game and understanding the game a little bit more. Um the, the offensive uh, setup for this team is, you know, works out the way that we all hope it does. The defense does bring in those playmakers or those guys finally click and things happen. But there's a lot of puzzle pieces to put together before you can actually see those MVPs up on the wall. You know what I mean? So I, I just, I, I don't see it. He can, yes, anybody can. Will he? Probably not. Well, and I don't know if he is actually fitting of the comeback player of the year uh, award. I could see him more fitting for that. And, and maybe not just because he didn't get injured, but what I could see though, is that he resurrects his career. If like we all said, Mark Brunel is able to help him. He's actually able to have a run game. His uh, old line can go and protect him. Uh, he can limit the turnovers that he has. He doesn't have a number one wide receiver. I think we all can say that we're, he has two number twos or or two one Bs. So because of that, I, I think he's going to have to find his feel with that. But the fact that he has already been able to throw to Hawkinson in the uh, um, offseason, um, he did a good job of completing his passes. I think Swift as well as Williams are going to help him out of the backfield. Plus, both Goff and Anthony Lynn love of running game. Goff is so much better when he has that two-dimension game to him. He can have a running game, and he's not. it's not solely on his passing. Anthony Lynn, he does a good job with quarterbacks, but most importantly, he's all about the running game. Mm -hmm. And when, I mean, we've already said in previous uh, podcasts that, you know, we haven't really had a run game since Sanders. So... Could this be the run game that we've finally been looking for? And that's where, going back even to the very first question, what's the winning record going to be? Well, what are going to be the winning takeaways that we have? And if we're able to have a better run game, if we're able to limit our turnovers, if we're able to be a top five O-line, if we're able to get some more takeaways and see some progression in the defense, those are my takeaways right away. Yes, we would love to go and see the wins, but I think let's go and see progress. Let's go and see that, hey, they're not confused on defense. No, dude, we actually yeah. have 11 players on the field for defense. Like those, I think, are the – some of them should be common sense, but I think those are the bigger takeaways. Why do you have to bring that up? That's such a – like right – you know, <laughs> you're picking that scab with the, oh, we only have 10 on defense multiple times in a game. 
anyways, no, I, I, man, those are um, all great points. They really are. And that, and that points to, like you said, the way that I'm kind of taking that first question that I've got up on the screen is I'm not looking at it as a record. That record will fall into play when you start seeing the wins in the organization. And you, you nailed every single one that I was going to bring up is that the running game is going to carry this team. I really believe that. And, and I think your short pass game is now you've got the guys that can stretch the field and you hope that they still have some speed. The, the one guy that I will add on this um, to determine whether or not we have a winning season is what do we get out of Tyrell, Tyrell Williams? You know, I, I, I've always liked him. You know, he's one of those under the radar guys that, you know, you root for, um, you know, he's always just been the, Hey, run deep and I'll throw it to you guy. But I'm curious to see how he does, and especially coming off of last season, obviously not playing at all, really. And 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 I think he was hurt the year before. So it's like, what do you have out of him? You know, you you know what you have with Rashad Perriman. You really do. You just hope that you maybe can coach him um, a little bit more, or, or he just has that drive to do something. I think Amon Ross St. Brown is probably going to be the benefactor of this team. Um, I think I saw somewhere where he was ranked like the third – best opportunity opportunistic rookie rookie um just to have the opportunities that he's going to have from the slot and he may be one of the most productive rookies in the league now what does that transition to don't know as far as wins go but you hope that man he's going to be that guy that can kind of sneak in there and be that younger golden tate style player um and then another one that we haven't mentioned at all is steepest i think he's going to have a sneaky good season as well because the guy has some serious hands. I think he can do quite well in this offense as well. So what, what do you have in him? And we know what we have with Hawkinson. I, I mean, my bugaboo with him is just stay on your feet. Just stay on your feet. <laughs> Catch and run. Get those yak attacks up there, you know. And, and I think he's working on that. So, yeah, this is, this is exciting. I'm going to focus on so many other things in the record this year. Correct. Um, you know, three, four years into a regime, yes, you're expecting wins and loss. You know, you want to see that win-loss. But – and the stats. But this year, I don't care about stats. I don't care about records. I care about watching the ins and outs of how this thing is. I feel like, and I've said this, this is so different that I feel like this is going to be one of those seasons to where I'm actually watching a specific offensive lineman, or I'm actually watching how the middle linebacker is uh, attacking the defense, or how he's making calls, or what are the what is this split safety uh, going to look like with the guys that we have. And those are the the nuance and, and, and even the sideline. How's the sideline reacting? How are they, you know, are the coaches actually in there? You know, is your head coach in there, uh, I guess, pumping up or diagnosing things with different um, position groups, you know, not just trolling the sideline with his hands in his collar like this looking stupid. Um, those are the little things that I want to see, you know, those are the, and I'm going to watch it all year long. And I think that's what I'm most excited about to see how this thing goes. Now it could be a train wreck. We have no clue, but I don't think it's going to be. Well, and the nice part is, which we saw through training camp and how many players actually showed up for mandatory uh, training camp um, to have like 88 of the 90 players there was amazing. Um, and how fun it was, you know, yeah. they had some, fun drills, they had some games, they even had some coaches competitions there. And you know what? It's nice to go and see them having fun again. Yes, it is a business. Yes, it is a job. But why can't you have some fun with it as well? And so that's why I'm excited about it. Um, you know, there's an article recently about Detroit sports in general and how the entire city and all four sports are in a rebuild and who's going to be the fastest one to go and come back to reality. And you know what? Each of them are doing it the right way. And especially for the Lions, you know what? They're going to compete. They have the right coaches in place. But then now it's going to be, hey, let's go and get some more players. Let's get some more players. But until then, they're not going to make that excuse. They're going to put in the work, time, and effort to go and do it. So I, that's, that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, absolutely. Anything you want to add, Sam? No, you guys basically said everything. <laughs> it took it all from my mind. You, so you you can jump in whenever you want to. Just tell <laughs> it to shut up. Um, no, that's awesome. But no, uh, Jack, you you brought this up again. Um, 
and I know they're completely different sports, but you look at the, the city of Detroit now. People from Detroit are gonna are gonna feel that vibe a little bit differently than say I would be in you know in the middle of the state, but understanding you know what that city goes through or has gone through um, over the years that I've been affiliated with all Detroit sports and stuff and actually being in Detroit, it's amazing to watch this, I guess, vibe or um, aura around the city just change completely. Um, the four major sports that are there have gone through some drastic changes. Now, I think there's still some disagreements on certain levels of organizations, I think, namely the Tigers. I'm not going to go too far with that, but um, <laughs> but with, um, you know, A.J. Hinch has, has done wonders with, and I don't want to segue too far, but done wonders with the roster that he has. Um, yeah. You know, nothing against Gardy last year. I mean, I like Gardy, I do. But the way that he's managing the game is completely different, and it's a player's mindset. So, you know, A.J. Hinch played – years in the league um you've got uh stevie y played years in the his league and you have dan campbell who played years in his league plus all of his coaches who did too so you can already see how the mindset changes from one person who's brought up through the coaching range ranks or one that jumped in from a player's mindset and you know i'm not saying that that's the way that everything's going to go but you start looking around the coaches of every league that's in the major sports they're going that way. I mean, look at our boy Chauncey Billups. He's got a, an opportunity now to, to run with it. I think he's with the, the Blazers now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's awesome. I mean, it's fun. to And Jason Kidd, he just got another a position. Correct. So you're seeing these, these major players in the league that have done something, that have won MVPs, that have won many, many games, that are starting to get into, into these coaching um, ranks, and they're getting the most out of their players. And, um, you know, you have Dwayne Casey in Detroit, but look at the roster changeover uh, for the Pistons had. And now oh, they yeah. have the chance to, to draft. Um, I'm hoping Cade Cunningham. I really am. I mean, I think he Correct. could be. But you've got five players there that can instantly help you win now. Um, it's not one of those LeBron James, um, Dwayne Wade, Darko Milicic type problems I think they're going to run into at all this year. But, um you know, you've got a chance to to snag a guy that's going to help your team that did pretty well last year. I mean, they were in every game pretty much. And yet you look at the the Tigers over over the last few months, their runs per game have gone up. You know how many times I've been frustrated where they can't score a, a run. <laughs> so, it, you know, when they're averaging five and six runs a game now in the, in the month of June, you've got many chances to win. Now, you may falter like the Pistons did. They faltered late. They may have had a 15 point lead, but turn around and lose by two. But yeah. still, they're young. That's how I see this Lions team this year. They're going to probably be in a lot of games that people are, should have counted them out from the snap and or will count them out from the snap. I mean, we already see it with the national media. Nobody is – I mean, what was Goff ranked? 31st out of the quarterbacks, at a, out of the rankings, I think, yeah. with Chris Sims. Um, and, and the guys that he's putting above, above them have never made a snap in the league or they're the second-string quarterback. I mean – I, you know, I, I think it's ridiculous. I think we're going to have to just deal with it and just block them out. But this is going to be a fun year. I, I just, I, I mean, we're going to take our lumps. We may have double-digit losses, but it's going to be fun to watch the growth from game to game. Well, and you, you've seen those shirts before, Detroit versus everybody. Um, yep. And I think that's going to be not this whole dagger time stuff that was stupid last year, but rather, you know what? Everyone is counting us out. Let's see what yeah. we can go and bring this year. Um, and it's going, I mean, for example, the Tigers, when they went 3-18, I'm like, oh, crap, here we go again. Uh, like the water boy, we stuck again. And it's <laughs> like, um, and then to go and see, hey, you know what? They put their heads down, put in the work. They have a young core overall. Um, and a couple of veterans here, they're going to help them out. And, you know, they, they've come a long way from the Dave Dombrowski years of let's trade our future to win now. Well, now yep. Avila's saying, let's keep our young core. Let's go and work towards the future. And they've showed that they can be better each and every step of the way. The Pistons, like you said, I mean, to have the potential to draft a game changer at, at the first pick, and you already have a young uh, core. The coach Casey is phenomenal. Um, they're going to be going in the right direction. 
Uh, and same thing with uh, Steve Eisman. I mean, you know what? He's developing those younger players, and he's yes. finding those diamonds in the rough to be able to get them ready to go. So I think all four of them are doing the same thing, just a little bit different. But I think to have those former players that are now coaches, I think is so critical in being able to have, hey, you know what? I'm speaking from experience, not just saying it because I'm the head coach. Oh yeah. And, and I, and I, I go back to the days of when the lions were sneaking into the playoffs, you know, and then you had the tigers in the playoffs too. And you had two playoff atmospheres in the same day, you know, you had a game early on and then you had the night games with the tigers and and just that vibe of the city. I've been in those stadiums. They are flipping loud. And when you have a dual game or like a double header tigers lions or whatever it may be set up, um, that city's rocking and and it's amazing too. And and the people are just awesome. And to be able to have that positivity too, as well as watching that, the city grow, um, you know, just as a city um, to come back to what they need to be. Um, I, I just think it's, it's good. It's going to take time. We know that, but it's, it's going in the right direction. And um, I can't wait to see that happen again. You know, I've been, obviously I, well, I haven't been to, um, to the uh, little Caesars arena yet, but, um, you know, I remember being at the palace and, and that was the, the, the vibe when you had the winning teams in the old fours and the old fives and sixes, but, um, for the Pistons, but, and, and then obviously the wings at the Joe, I mean, it, it's just that energy needs to be back and, and I can't wait for it too. I mean, we've had a pretty rough go. I mean, other teams have too. I mean, you've looked at Cleveland and Cincy and all those guys as well, but, but when those teams come up it's pretty neat. It's awesome. Um, you know, I'm actually rooting for Cleveland, um, you know, just because I, I mean, they've been in the dumps forever and, and it's fun to watch them finally put a team together. Let's see what they do this year. Same thing with the lions, build it right and play these young players. They're actually playing them for the tigers. I mean, they're, they're playing them. Casey Mize is playing Matt Manning's playing, uh, uh, playing out of his mind with his strikeouts per game. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you've got Daz Cameron hitting. You've got Candelario's playing every day. I mean, those guys now are playing, whereas they, you know, do a spot start and and you just kind of ruin their their moxie. You had three rookies playing in the lineup with the Pistons, and they played multiple games in a row. They should be able to. They're young. <laughs> Play them all season long. You know what I mean? Um, and then well, Steve Y with it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that, I was just going to say that game experience that they now have is going to prepare them for the for the games later on down the road and if it's a close one they can say hey i've been here before yeah absolutely now they just need to get that playoff taste in their mouth and they'll never let it go you know what i mean so um i I just there's a lot to build upon in this city and namely the lions i see them following that same trend You, you you're right it's not the same exact way to do it but they're similar you see it i mean this is kind of how things are trending and I think it's going to be good next year. I think I'll be even more excited just more for the, let's put this thing together. Correct. So awesome. Well, I mean, I know we only had a few questions there and we belabored them pretty well. I think, is there anything else that you guys want to throw out there or maybe, you know, propose to the Twitter world and the YouTube world to see what we can, uh, we can do next time. I don't have anything, Jack. Hey, it's just, I'm just glad to be back. This was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun to be able to talk this way, Sam. I don't think you and I talked what week and a half ago, so it's yeah, it's been it's a, been a minute, two weeks. It's been a minute, too long. Um, so we'll get back in on this. Thankfully, we've actually had some lull there with the news and the and the headlines there. I guess let me let me end this um this uh, Saturday sit down with maybe one more thing or get you thinking about it. But you know, there still are some healthy free agents out there. Um, and we've seen some of the, the news out there with like, okay, this guy's in, he, we, you know, we've done a physical, we're checking him out. He hasn't made a decision yet. Um, you know, namely if I'm naming names, you know, like a Todd Gurley or something like that. Um, he hasn't made a decision on anything yet, which is interesting too. But, um, what are you thinking? I guess, what is the next move for the roster in your opinion? What do you think they should target? Do you think they should leave things alone at the moment? Or or what what are your thoughts on that? Um, I remember seeing that question go flow around on Twitter or something similar to that. Um, and a lot of people were saying 
stay pad or go with a wide receiver, I think it was. We're definitely not going with a wide receiver. I think they're staying pat right now of what they have. Um, if they sign Todd Gurley, okay, that just helps our running back room even more. Um, yeah, per- personally, I don't see him joining us. I see him trying to get a better playing role, for example, with the Ravens when I saw that he went and visited with them. But right now, I just see us staying pat, and that's fine. Play it safe. And if you do go ahead and bring somebody in, I can see the safety position, preferably Malik Hooker. But that's just me. I know he's had an injury-prone past, but everybody deserves a second chance. Well, absolutely. That's kind of, I think we've hit on this before too, is just kind of that, Hey, sign him to a cheap one year deal. He gets a prove it year for himself. It, it can help us out. And if it doesn't, it's no, there's, there's no loss to the team. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I saw that, that question um, floating out because you see a lot of people going, well, what are, well, you even saw the, in the, in inside the den when uh, Sheila asked him, okay, what are we going to do about receiver third round? <laughs> and no. um, you know, the, and I'm going to segue just real quick and I'll come right back. The, the openness now with this organization is awesome. I love seeing those candid moments like that. And, and what it shows is Holmes didn't stutter through that answer either. So he already knew what he was going to say as soon as she said that question. So she, he's like, Nope, look over here. We've got these guys on our board that, you know, we really like, we don't think they're going to go until about here. And if they are here, we just, we just willed it into existence, I think, is what Dan Campbell used. So um, to be able to see that, that's that's awesome. I, that gets me excited every time for the next Inside the Den. So hopefully they don't take forever to get to that <laughs> that one again, but the next episode. But um, to segue back, you know, I, I think the receiver group, you have to see what you have. Um, I don't think there's anybody out there in, in the free agency land that's going to be any different than what you have, honestly. Um, so I would leave that alone. Um, I'm excited about Cephas, like I told earlier in this episode. Um, I, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to do some things. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to feature Hawkinson a lot. So, and you still have Fells. I think Fells is a good addition as well because he could be your red zone guy that gets three or four touchdowns that, you know, people aren't expecting either. So, I mean, he's not a bad player. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you look at those other positions that are going to get the ball. But I think safety is a weak point, but I don't, know if i can really back that up with any data because we don't know what this split safety role is going to look like tracy walker could turn into a pro bowl alternate pretty quickly um you know the talent is there and he's able to do what he needs to do and i think our coaching staff is competent enough to use the players that you have um the secondary is young they're going to take their lumps but i think you've got a pretty decent core there with with the db room um as far as the cornerbacks go and I'm actually kind of excited to see Mike Ford um, take and run with this nickelback opportunity, you know, and, and he's got some talent there. He's not just been given the chance to do so. And we don't know truly what he is. Um, Corn elder again, he's, he's a good addition. Um, but what are you going to get out of him? But the safety room, you only added one player and Dean Marlowe is not a poor player, um, but he's a, a, a role player. And maybe you can get these guys to kind of all play, better i mean i think everybody's gonna play better um and will harris is kind of that wild card is he truly going to be that guy you drafted with what you thought he was going to be or what he was in college or is he going to be that guy that just plays the snaps and gives up bad plays here or you know maybe knocks the ball down here and just kind of is in the way so yeah i just was i was curious there so i mean if there's anybody that you might trigger on later i know sam you you figured uh with hooker but you know, if there's somebody else out there next time we talk, I think it'd be awesome to bring up and, and kind of see um, what we're doing there. What about the backup quarterback situation? What do you think happens there? Do you think we need to even worry about that with Goff? I personally think that either we'll keep three or we will go and keep um, Blau because Blau actually played better than Boyle uh, mm-hmm. during training camp. And that could be his familiarity with the players that are already on the roster. Um, But I also think, once again, when you have younger players go and get that experience, especially um, two years ago when Stafford was getting hurt left and right, 
and was out the last eight games, he got his fair share of snaps. So I think he has enough game reps to know, hey, this is what to expect and all this and that. Um, It's going to be interesting. I I do like your previous question about players to look for because I – uh, I do agree with Sam about Hooker at safety. I think uh, DB, I think we're set. But I think Dunbar is really going to have uh, an important role um, as a veteran player to say, hey, this is how we got to do it. This is what we got to look for, certain things like that. Maybe we find a linebacker um, that would be intriguing at least to go and look at just because of the fact that, you know, we have a different uh, matchup now with having our core as well as flowers, be it an outside linebacker that changes things a little bit. Um, and real only having two middle linebackers in on a play, obviously it's going to be Collins. Is it going to be, um, uh, Anzalone? Is it going to be Barnes? Barnes? I mean, we, we got some, we got some interesting pieces there. I would love for them to upgrade the wide receivers, but once again, it's so, prove it deal type of thing. Um, Golden Tate is always a fan favorite of ours. Um, you know, it'd be nice going to have him back, but he's getting in his later end of his career. So I think he's going to want a chance to compete. Um, and then the other one that someone just floated out recently was Des Bryant. Now hmm. Des is coming off uh, injury and then the whole COVID thing. So he's like, yeah, I'm out. I don't want to be a part of this. Culture-wise, I don't know if he fits or if he will clash, and we don't want someone who's going to clash this early on in Campbell's career. Well, and then you sign those guys that are, one, have injury issues, have, um, I don't know if it's necessarily character issues, but have those outburst moments. Um, you know, why am I not getting the ball? Cry, 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 that sort of stuff. But, But I think signing those type of veterans like a Todd Gurley does get in the way of playing a Jamal Williams and seeing what you have or take snaps away from certain players that you, again, that game experience really helps out. That's why I'm thinking, man, I should just look at the contracts for next year who's coming out and um, what type of class is coming out. I mean, this year, I think any receiver you selected in the draft, you were going to come up with somebody who's going to help you out. So. Um, and, and we know that we've even seen it in the undrafted free agency. I was a little bummed that Jonathan Adams was released, but you know, we'll see what happens throughout the season. Cause I was intrigued by his, his style of play. Now he did have a lot of drops. So maybe that played into it too, but, um, but you know, Sage Surratt could be a, a wild card in this group as well. And then you still have um, steady Kennedy. I mean, that guy, he's, he's kind of your Billingsley now, you know, he's always on the practice, but he never goes away. And he may have a role in this too. And I think the players that or the coaches that we have that were former players, they see those things a little bit better than what, let's say, a coach that comes up from the coaching ranks will see. Um, they just feel for those players a little bit more. They understand that they're working their tails off to even stay where they're at. So they get those chances, I think, will 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 be more often this year. But And Victor yeah. Bolden even, who yeah. came onto the scene. I mean, he's been around the team for the past – I think two years, yeah. but he's never really made a name for himself. Well, who was that guy that uh, we had? We cut him. He went to the Eagles and he shot off. Fulgrim. So that's like, hey, you know what? I think anything is possible. And once again, you're going to put some added emphasis on those players that, you know, put their head down and go to work. And I yep. think he, he could be one of those that sneaks onto the roster because He's got one job. He's going to go to work. He's going to put the effort in. And, hey, maybe we can uh, get some extra coaching, and he could be a steal later on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think those are the things that are, you know, the, the fun things we're going to be able to watch this year. And that's those are the things that I'm looking for as far as the season goes, for sure, is to see who gets their chance and how everybody reacts when they do get those chances. So, right. um, yeah, outside of that, I'm – Man, this season can't get here soon enough. Like I said, I don't want to rush away the summer, but this season cannot get here soon enough for sure. So, yeah. Um, well, guys, I appreciate you guys sitting down. Let's do this a little more often. I mean, I know schedules are crazy. Um, everything going on, you know, between families and schools and teams and, and all that stuff. So, 
Um, I get it. So, but let's, let's do this a little more often. I'm going to try to reach out to some of these other guys on Twitter that I know of, and maybe we can get some, uh, some round tables in here and actually interview them and, and get their take on that. And, um, you know, get some exposure for them on our group and then as well as us on theirs. So, um, I'm going to reach out a few, um, and see. So if you guys want to do that as well, and I hope that everybody watching this video would, would enjoy that as well. So, but, uh, with that, I think this session is closed, man. All righty. All right. Thank you, Tyler. I, I enjoyed the stream yard, but also the conversation that we had today. So thanks for making it happen. Absolutely, guys. I think we're going to kind of run this platform a little bit. We'll see what the playback looks like, but I like being able to throw the uh, the people who actually take the time to ask the questions and, and, and interact with us. They deserve that as well. So getting it live like this is awesome. So, um, but again, I mean, this is just fun to do. It's fun to talk sports with, with everybody with the same mindset, even the ones that don't have the same mindset. It's also fun to talk with as well. So you always need yep. that devil's advocate. So Correct. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a good rest of the weekend. And uh, for those that are watching, I hope you guys as well have a great weekend. And as always, Sam, let's see if we can get this right this time, okay? All right. Go Lions. Oh, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like rock, paper, scissors. You're guessing. (laughs) We need a teleprompter, dude. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, you have yourself a great day. Thank you you as well. All right. Take care, guys. (laughs) Peace. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for stopping into the Lions Lounge. I hope you enjoyed this session. We'd like to bring some more of it uh, to you. Um, but uh, let's uh, end this session by, if, if you can, subscribe to our group. We'd love to bring more of this to you. Hit the notification bell. You'll see some more videos uh, of, of our uh, take on the Lions, uh, the different lounge sessions that we do. Um, and again, I want to get some collaboration with y'all. And um, one more plug, uh, check out anchor.fm, search the Lions Lounge podcast if you can. Um, You can also search it on the Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, um, all of that stuff. Take a look there. Also check for us on Instagram, um, search the Lions Lounge. And also I've got a few things on there, but TikTok just to reach out to more fans wherever we can. And, um, you know, if we missed on anything that you guys want to check out, Put them in the comments below and we will try to reach out to you and uh, get our takes on there or at least get you on the next show. And also, um, you know, spread the word, share this out. We love to uh, collaborate more uh, with everybody that we can reach that are Lions fans all over the globe. So you guys have a great rest of your weekend. I thank you for watching and peace out. Peace out.